Welcome to Brave. Be inspired by the best leaders of Southeast Asia tech. Build the future, learn from our past, and stay human in between. I'm Jeremy Ao, a VC founder and father. Join us for transcripts, analysis, and community at www.jeremyao.com. Hey, Valerie, you're asking me a question about setting up a podcast and asking me for some advice about doing it focused on Vietnam and on the context around that is, you know, focusing on Vietnam content. And I think broadly, I think it's a good idea because I think there's a lot of niches that are still unexplored, especially from a Southeast Asian context. Why not? I think there's a niche for Vietnamese content. I think especially if you happen to be doing it in the Vietnamese language, actually. I think the challenge, I think, of doing it from an English language perspective, personally, would just be that you'd be competing against Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan. I mean, who are amazing global brands, the global like consumer lifestyle. And then you're competing against Chamath All In and Jason Calacanis on the overall tech front. And then there's Brave Southeast Asia Tech on the regional tech side, and they're all in English. So I really encourage people to say, like, what is that niche that people really don't have? And I think what is really special is if you're able to do this in the local language is a big differentiation. If you ask me, Jeremy, is there a space for a Vietnamese podcast? The answer is yes, if it is in Vietnamese. Because that will let people feel comfortable listening to it. You'll let people feel comfortable speaking in it. There's that dynamic. They feel comfortable. Just because you're fluent in English doesn't mean that you're they're able to show your personality, that you're able to have a rapport, have cultural references that only you and the guests crack jokes about the local culture or government or things like that that the rest of the world or region doesn't know. And so I think when you go deep into the niche, the answer is, yeah, if it's your Vietnamese host with Vietnamese guests speaking in Vietnamese, that is a very good niche that comes together. I think where it breaks apart is when you're like a Vietnamese host talking to an American Vietnamese speaking in English, then the differentiation between Jeremy speaking to American Vietnamese in English is actually pretty low versus Joe Rogan talking to American in English is pretty low from a consumption basis. And I think a big thing that's already preventing a lot of podcasters who are willing to do that is because they feel like they should be international. And I think my advice to a lot of podcasters is like you just become, need to become more and more niche, as niche as you can. However you define your niche is, and that's going to give you your, your strength, your base. And that's much more important than everything else, which is like the tools or the editing or how to do it. It's pretty easy. Just go online, do Zoom, hit the record button, make sure that there's no weird noises in the background and you're already 80 or 90% there already. Yeah. Hmm. So I can do Vietnamese podcasts in Vietnamese language for sure, but how can that episode like reach out to global audience and have them like understand the nuances of what we are talking about? That's what I'm saying. There's no need to. <laughs> Podcast is not a wide medium, it's a narrow medium. That's why I'm trying to push everyone to really be thoughtful. Think about it. Like, what are the podcasts you listen to? I listen to two podcasts a week. One is about weight loss, <laughs> so because I've been losing 15 kilograms, is exactly what I need. And the other one is about authentic leadership journeys called Reboot, 
those are very personal topics that I listen to very deeply. So a lot of folks are like, oh, I want to talk to a global audience. I want to talk to whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but why would an American want to hear about, sorry to say this, a Singaporean topic? You know, like, no, the truth is, if you're in the Midwest and you don't have any diaspora links to Singapore and you're not in technology, why do you care about Singapore tech? There's no requirement. If you're an American VC and you don't invest in Southeast Asia at all, why do you even care about Singapore tech? You don't. You're not even going to look at it. There's no requirement to really push for that global audience. I think a podcast should really be about domain mastery and finding your niche. Yeah, would you rather be the only Vietnamese language podcast that does tech where, hey, they, you know, there are tens of millions of Vietnamese in Southeast Asia plus a huge Vietnamese diaspora across the world that are happy to listen to it in Vietnamese? Or would you rather work in English where everyone's kind of like scrapping for it? And I'm just saying like from a consumption basis, what makes you stand out? And yeah, you still have a global audience. It just happens to be... Look, if you're producing content about Vietnam, who's going to be interested? People in Vietnam who are Vietnamese, internationals who are in Vietnam, learning about Vietnam, so maybe a few bonus episodes in English for them sometimes. The truth is there are other materials for them to read. They're not going to be that deep in the ecosystem anyway and a pretty small population. And thirdly, Vietnamese diaspora who mostly speak Vietnamese anyway, who at least understand listening to Vietnamese if they can't really speak it that well. And so the truth is, language is not really a barrier for a global audience. So you still get a global audience, but at least you're differentiated. And think about it, again, it goes back to the quality of your guests. Are your guests comfortable speaking in English? Or are the guests going to be more comfortable speaking in Vietnamese? And when I say comfortable, I don't mean like, I'm not saying they're not, like I said, literate in English. They're highly literate in English. But would their personality shine? Because podcasting is a personality. Interesting point. So for when you do Brave, what analytics, metrics, what tools do you use to kind of measure your audience reach in your engagement? Primarily, we use two things. One is your podcast host, whatever you choose. For example, like podcast.co or transistor.fm, they will provide you some podcast analytics on a per episode basis, so you use that. And then secondly, you use Google Analytics to just measure your website traffic. Between those two things, you pretty much have everything covered. I think you can do more like chartable, etc. But generally, those two will cover most of the bases for your analytics. Mm. And then how far apart like, do you plan out who will be your guests, what topics you're going to talk about, the agenda? You usually just kind of let it flow. So at the start, I did not have much of an agenda, or at least I did have. And then after that, I became too structured and had a lot of questions. <laughs> and then afterwards, now I tend to obviously have an opening where I ask them to introduce themselves. And then we had suggestion from fan base, you know, whatever you want to call it, the listener base to like kind of like have something really to hook into the brave dynamic. And so every time we do a podcast, we ask them and say, can you tell us about time that you have been brave? Always start the same way. You just introduce yourself and wrap it up by telling us the time that you've been brave. And everything in between is just me just really paying attention and really working hard to be an active listener. Really acting as the role of the listener. 
So one interesting thing is that before I started this podcast, I used to listen to about two to three hours of podcasts a week. And now that I record two to three hours of podcasts a week, I have actually stopped listening to podcasts mostly. And the reason why is because when I'm making a podcast, I'm actually also listening. I'm also consuming. I'm like a, you know, a person who is a bread maker machine. <laughs> I make bread for myself and then in that overflow, I make bread for other people. I think it's quite key that you have to, first and foremost, remember that when you're a host, you are primarily acting as the active listener and therefore the active questioner of the listener. So if the other person is asking, I had a certain childhood and A, B, C, and then this tough thing happened, she said it in passing very quickly, and then moved on to a very successful career, you may have prepared a very surface-level question about a career because that's what everybody knows. But because you were paying, if you were not paying attention, you may not have noticed that, but you noticed that it was a painful, if that makes sense, moment, body language or language. And then you have a choice, right, at that moment, segue in and say, my curiosity would have been piqued and said, can you tell me more about that time period? What does it mean to you? And how did that later on translate into whatever? That's the secret knowledge that the guests share something that they've never shared before then there's something unique that you brought to the world because you brought something real that's rare, that's differentiated. This episode is differentiated from all of the other media that's associated with that person. It's a little bit different, then it's amazing. Mm. So like, should I get a coffee with my guests first to get to know them? Like, of course I know them already, but probably not in the deep personal connection yet. Should I do that before recording? What if they don't want to open up during the, the episode and it might get like awkward? I think you have different choices about that. I think people have different styles. I would say that it depends on the type of content you're going for as well. So for example, if you're, you're doing Vietnam, it's probably therefore going to be in Vietnamese because nobody else is doing Vietnamese tech in Vietnamese. So it's highly differentiated as a niche. But there are different types of stories you could take it. So you may be comfortable talking more about the business and economic side of it. And so the secret knowledge that people are talking about, for example, may not be about their personal childhood. It could be secret knowledge about where they see the Vietnamese tech landscape is going. That is their own personal take on how they think the economy is going to go, which is unique because it doesn't exist in the local media or it would be difficult for a person on the street listening in or a junior person to hear that. And if that's the case, then you probably don't need to have that conversation beforehand because professional conversation doesn't require that level of vulnerability, et cetera, for example. However, you can imagine that if it's a more deeper conversation that you're going into the past or so so forth, of authenticity, then some level of preparatory work may be required to prep them up or let them feel comfortable with who you are, for example. That being said, yes, a lot of them know me, yet a lot of them actually, this is their first time meeting me as well. It's just that I also do send them a lot of preparatory material in a sense of like I send them prior episodes that we've done before. So they have a chance to listen in and they know what other episodes sound like. And so then they have a choice to say, do we want to be authentic and real or not? Your skills at interview also help you tighten it as well. So for example, if you notice the other person is not being very vulnerable, etc., then yeah, no point wasting an hour trying to make someone be vulnerable when they don't want to be vulnerable and authentic. Versus if someone is willing to go deeper with you, then you yourself can be vulnerable and you yourself can be authentic and you can both have a good experience together. And then you can 
promote that thing. So for example, if you look at my past two years of episodes, I'm actually putting together an anthology of the top 10 episodes and we're going to be releasing a book, a beautiful hardcover book, 10 best interviews of the Singapore books. We've edited, transcribed it, profits will go to charity and things like that. I chose those because those were the 10 folks who went deep. Does it make sense? I made a choice to say, like, because they went deep with me, I get to spotlight those conversations more, and I recommend those conversations more, and I send them to my listeners more. Does it make sense? And I make them into a hardcover book. I reward those deeper conversations with spotlighting them in the newsletter, in the book, and all these word of mouth. And I think the listeners also reward them with that. It is not your responsibility to fully carry them. Does it make sense? So you still can do that half an hour coffee chat beforehand just to warm them up, make them have that conversation. We don't talk about what direction of the show is. We just take it as it goes. The way to think about it is define what the content of your show is going to be. Is it professional tech? So when you define it as web tree, it probably means, yeah, you probably have less need to do prep or maybe more because you have set topics or you have less because then it's less about comfort but more about topics. Then the next level is come down to your skill as an interviewer because you act as an active listener and questioner. And the next level down would be you have choices around how you edit and promote the podcast to differentiate better podcasts versus worse podcasts. And it's not your responsibility to carry the full water for the guest because you as a host are inviting different guests. And sometimes the guests not having a good day, but they're great guests. You can ask them to come back and shoot another time, no problem. Last question, because I know we're running out of time. Among three skills that you mentioned, interviewing skills, uh, listening skills, and the kind of edit, promoting skills, which one is the most important for a like, beginner? Is there any other skills that I haven't noted? If so, please let me know. The most important skill by far is listening. And that would be the reason why most podcasts will fail. What I mean by that is a lot of people ask me all the time, and the reason why we're recording this and happy recording this is that a lot of people ask me, like, Jeremy, I want to set up a podcast. And I always tell people that the first thing you should do before setting up a podcast is that you should guest on a podcast as much as you can. So that's my first recommendation. You should go guesting at least 20 podcasts. So there's a bunch of online websites where you can guest on a podcast. So you've been a guest on my show, you can guest on other people's shows. They're always looking for shows. So Asian American show, for example, I'm sure there's Vietnamese, other podcasts, other VC podcasts, for example, in your scenario, that would be happy to have you, female-led podcasts that, you know, different niches that apply to you that would want you to be as a guest because you represent a niche that they have. And so you need to just pitch yourself to them and get yourself on 20 shows. And after you do 20 podcast episodes, what you should have hammered out is that you got to do something, is that you got to hear different things, different shows, different show notes. They showed you their scheduling. They do all the hard work of editing, promotion. <laughs> you see the different niches. And more importantly, you got to hear 20 hosts show you how they host the show differently. You need to see different folks and see what style fits with you. So if you see 20 episodes, then you know for yourself, like actually, maybe a certain style of podcast resonates with me or I actually like to guest I like speaking I like being the star of the show <laughs> but I don't want to be the active listener I don't want to be the person asking the questions because I can guarantee you that when you're on a guest on 20 episodes what you're going to find out is that some hosts are not very good hosts 
Because you're going to notice when you're the guest that they're kind of jumping in, they're kind of like not giving you space, they're trying to act hard. I can tell you there's one show where I realized that he was jumping in, butting in, and then he was like shopping <laughs> while <laughs> I was talking. And I was just like, whoa, like I can see, you know, through the reflection and the glasses that I don't know, why are you shopping? And I was like, okay, I don't want to be that kind of host. So I work very hard to not have that. Being a guest on 20 shows helps you again understand, clean up a lot of your logistics, your mic, your style, figure out what kind of person you are, and figure out whether you want to be a guest or a show host. And then after you do that, then you launch your podcast, and then you do all the work to be a host. And when you become the host, the most important thing is that you have to be a great listener. The biggest advice I also tell a lot of starting is really just invite the guests, not because they're famous or not because they're amazing or whatever it is, because the floor that you want to have, you want to talk with them anyway. And that's the best part about the Brave Southeast Asia Tech Podcast is that even while I'm recording this call with you right now, is that actually, I do want to talk with Valerie. <laughs> Does it make sense? And every time I do an episode with someone, is I do want to talk to them or I want to learn from them or I want to meet them. So it's cool. It's never a moment wasted. And I never feel like I'm bored and I never feel like, oh, I shouldn't be here. On that note, thank you so much, Valerie. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Got a lot of good advice from you. Give me more confidence to really start this thing. Want to be mindful of your time. Look out for something coming from me really soon. Thank you for listening to Brave. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share this episode with friends and colleagues. Sign up at www.jeremyow.com to discuss this episode with other community members in our forum. Stay well and stay brave.